Hey everybody, this is Dan from Unschooling with Kai, and here is... Hello guys! Kai! How's it going, Kai? Good. Kai, I got a joke for you. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, now you do know it. This is a joke. It's a pretty good one. Uh, There's a captain on an aircraft carrier, and he sees a light. And he says, tell the signalman to warn that boat to turn to port to avoid collision. Uh, then the light flashes back from that light. You turn to port to avoid collision. Uh, the captain's really mad now, and he sends a message. This is a 200 kiloton, kiloton aircraft carrier with 50 warplanes, atomic bombs, and cruise missiles. You turn to the left to avoid a collision. Uh, but then the light flashes back. This is a lighthouse. Your call. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good joke, but uh, if you haven't guessed already, today um, our podcast is going to be on what, Kai? Aircraft carriers. One of my favorite things. It's like my favorite thing. In the whole wide world. Even better than trains? Yeah. All right. Aircraft carriers. Uh, Today is February 18th, 2020, and I believe this is our seventh episode, so I hope you guys uh, enjoy. It's not better than planes. Not better than planes? Mm -hmm. No. Okay, well maybe we'll have to do one on planes too. How about, is it better than Delta Force? No. No. <laughs> planes is better than Delta Force. Okay, alright. Alright, so I hope you enjoyed that episode, and let's get to it. Alright Kai, so tell me, what is an aircraft carrier? Um, what is it? It's hard to explain. Is it a car? No, it's a it's a ship. Okay. It's a giant ship that floats on the water, and the biggest one is the Ford class. The Gerald R. Ford. The Gerald R. Ford, and you can watch a video on it, and look or look on Safari, and you can see it can hold up to ninety about ninety aircraft. Yeah. It's a lot. That's a lot of aircraft to be hanging out on a boat. Um, is this the biggest kind of ship for a? a for like a navy yeah Yeah. there's no other ships bigger than this no no um but maybe if they build a freedom ship it's not (laughs) yeah it might be an aircraft carrier we don't know it's like a huge city right yeah all right so uh what else does an aircraft carrier carry um planes right weapons weapons yeah people lots of people yeah what are different aircraft that it carries? Not specifically, but we know planes. What are what are other kinds? E two, no the E two Hawkeye. All right. Well, you give me specifics. How about the a plane with a rotor on top? Helicopter. A helicopter, right? Um, or or drones. They can carry. It can carry. Can carry drones. Intense yeah. amount of drones. Um, talk about, talk to me about the U.S. Um, aircraft carriers versus kind of the rest of the world. What do you mean? The U.S., uh, what about the size of our aircraft carriers? They're like, like a million feet long. <laughs> They're not a million. You don't have to give me exacts. Tell me, uh, compared to the, the other global powers, what, what about the U.S. aircraft carriers? The U.S. has... The most biggest, the longest, the mm-hmm. most aircraft that it can hold, and um, they're definitely the heaviest as well, right? Yeah. And what, what what's important about it being big or long? Um, Why is that good for an aircraft carrier? I don't know. I don't know. 
Well, if an aircraft carrier is too short. Yeah, the runway, the flight deck. Mm-hmm. It won't have enough space for a plane to take off. Right. And the first, um, the first, um, aircraft manufacturer was the Langley, and it and it it was built on t- on top of a supply ship, an old supply ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when so through kind of our history, we got longer and longer, and the longer it is, the heavier planes that can take off. Yeah, the the bigger because it can get up to like a speed that it needs to take off. Um, bigger, heavier, pow- more powerful, and more longer planes. Yeah, all that stuff. All right, so talk to me about like catapults um, and ski jumps. Um, those are on shorter ones without the catapult. Right. Okay. So a ski jump is a a shorter used for shorter aircraft carriers. What's it look like? It looks like a ramp off of like a off of the deck of an aircraft carrier. Yeah, it really looks like there's this flat deck and then there's just like a curve up. A curve at the end, like a ski jump, right? And yeah. what what's that for? It looks like a big hill. What's it for? Um, it's for since the air the since the catapults are so long they're like a they're like a mini aircraft carrier long they they're they can't fit on bit like smaller ones because the catapults are so big and they and they need enough amount of power to push it to push the plane forward to like propel it yeah forward and up right Uh uh-huh so on a smaller aircraft carrier they need a ski jump to get the the airplane into the air like on the chinese and indian ones yeah but then on a longer aircraft carrier... They just can have a... Like, a, uh, like on the Nimitz or the Ford class, it can, they can have just a catapult. A catapult. And explain to me what a catapult is. It's it's not like the one like that. Like the... Not like the catapult that we think of when you say the word catapult, where yeah. it throws like a big rock in the air. Yeah. But it does do the same kind of a thing. It's it pushes... Like a, it's, like, it's like a slingshot when you have a like a... Like a a stick and then you and then you have like a rubber band and then you you put it close to the top and then you let go of it it's kind of like that it like pulls it back and then it throws it forward and that, they don't that, use like springs or anything it, it uses like a track and then mm-hmm. it connects on the 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 wheels connect onto the track and then there's a a bunch of pieces that connects onto the track and there's like metal bars that stick out of the like the opening where the mm-hmm. wheels come out and then they connect stuff and then that's so it's like the whole it rolls over like a big hump and then it takes off so pretty much just like slingshots the the plane forward so it gets to a fast enough speed so that it can take off and fly an f-18 can reach a speed of like a hundred, like, 200 miles an hour in two seconds. Is that true? 236 somewhere. Yeah? That yeah. sounds really crazy. Um, because it's so powerful. But imagine being on that. You would get so many Gs, right? All that pressure gravity. or all the, the gravity against your face. Because you're getting pulled. Like, the thrust is going forward. Your cheeks would be, like, sucked back. Like, <laughs> but But they have, like, helmets on. So they have like helmets on and then like oxygen tanks and stuff. So that helps them, yeah, 
uh, deal with the G's. Don't get dizziness. Oh my goodness. Like, and they go through practice for all of that, yeah. right? Yeah. So even if they get, like, shot down, they can get practice. They get practicing, like, going out of an airplane. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, ejection. So then to- we're talking about speed. Tell me about the aircraft carrier speed. Um, like, 40... 40... Uh, 40, 40 miles an hour? Yeah, f- roughly 40 miles an hour. And I actually read one article, um, yeah, like 35 to 40. And I read one article that said that they could actually probably push it even faster if they needed to. Um, but they yeah. that's not something that's more of like a military secret that they don't let they don't, out. They don't want it to... They don't want to tell it to, like, all the whole world. Right, right. <laughs> Only to, like, America. And then with aircraft carriers, what are the four modes that they have? The first mode is home. You can stay at home with Combat. the aircraft. Combat's the other one. Training. Training, obviously. And power projection, we don't really know. What we do know, power, power projection, they were saying, is something that the U.S. only does. Um, and I had to research this one because it was pretty elusive. It's kind of hard to figure out. Um... Basically, it's the ability to rapidly project forces to a different area. If we wanted to get to the Middle East or North Korea really quick, we kind of time that how quickly we can get a certain amount of our force there. Uh, and that's, it's kind of like another sort of a, a training, but it's something that they, they document and make sure that they can keep doing that consistently. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because if there's a war in like the Middle East, say it's like... Say they're on the east coast, and then they go from the east coast all the way to the to the other to the like the African side of the like the European side of Asia, like the like of that like the Asian side. Yeah, the Asian side, kind of. Okay. They don't go like around the world past South America. They go like the east way. Yeah. And, they, and then they go into the Middle East and then go down that, like, canal. Right, 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 right. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about um, the history of aircraft carriers in, in the U.S. But first, Kai wants you guys to know that uh, we found a shirt for me at a thrift store. Um, and I'm, it's like a uh, military shirt, so I'm Private Sanchez today. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very fitting for our military podcast. Yeah. Um, so Kai got into the USS, what was the first aircraft carrier? USS Langley. Langley. And I'm John. And you're John? Yeah. Okay, I'm Sanchez. Private John? Yeah. All right. So um, the US Langley was really this, it's like a, just a old supply ship hull and they slapped a, basically a flight deck on top of it. Um, and they built this in 1922 right after... World War... Two. No. One. One. I was, I was thinking of, like, the Nimitz and stuff. Okay. So then, um, after that, um, another kind of popular aircraft carrier in during World War Two. what was the name of that one? Midway. Midway. USS... I was thinking of the Midway. That's what, That's what you were thinking yeah. of. All right. So the USS Midway um, it was an aircraft carrier that... Where, around what island did they have this? What was the popular um, island? The popular island was Midway. It was. It was the same as the ship. It's kind of crazy, right? Um, so, Kai, do you want to summarize? Like, Kai, Do you want to give us like an, anything that what happened between the U.S. and the Japan? 
Do you remember anything that, like, how this happened? It happened, like, um... There was, like, special information that the U.S. got. Do you remember what kind of information? Like, the codes, the codes of the Japanese, that's, that's how they knew to win the war. Yeah, they were, they were able to break the Japanese code. Um, they weren't, they, that didn't help them win the war. That helped them won the, win the battle. A battle is, like, a small amount of fighting in the war. A war could be, like, five, ten years sometimes. Or, like, like, like a But a, a battle amount. is normally, like, a year or less, or sometimes only, like, five days or something. Yeah. Or even a day. Uh, so the Battle of the Midway, um, first of all, the U.S. was able to crack the Japanese code. Uh, they intercepted the message that said that the Japanese were going to fight to get the Midway Island, right? Mm-hmm. And because um, there were there were already U.S. people there, the U.S. said, okay, hey, let's pretend like we don't know this information and we're going to leave um, an aircraft carrier out there, like a sitting duck, just waiting to get attacked, but there's not going to be any people in it. So that's what happened. Um, they put the Midway there? Um, I don't know specifically if it was the Midway, and I don't think it was. I think there was other aircraft carriers. Uh, I think, in fact, there was something like three or four aircraft carriers in that general region. Um, But the U.S. was pretty much hiding everybody on different aircraft carriers, whereas there was one just sitting there waiting to get, like, hit. And so... No one was on that one? It was like a decoy, like this fake aircraft carrier. I mean, it was a real aircraft carrier, but nobody was on it. Um... So then what happened is Japan came by with some planes and then they tried to bomb it. And then the U.S. followed uh, Japan and tried to find them um, to to bomb Japan. Because Mm -hmm. U.S. was sitting there with all the forces ready to attack. Mm -hmm. And they were just waiting for Japan to come in and like with this sneaky attack. But it wasn't really sneaky because America already knew. Mm -hmm. Right? So then um, what happened is... Um, then the Americas went back and eventually they found Japan and were able to like... Bomb them. Yeah, bomb them. And I think just looking at the losses, I can't remember the exact numbers, but there were way more aircraft carriers and people that died on the Japanese side versus the American side. And like planes and stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, So the Midway was pretty popular. uh, And then coming up somewhere 1975 or so, they started the Nimitz class. Tell me about the Nimitz class. It was one of the biggest and powerfulest. At that time, it was the biggest, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, and the Harry S. Truman, the Harry S. Truman was about the, the, the length of three football fields. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you think you get three football games going on? Mm, what do you mean? <laughs> on in, top in, of it? Yeah, if you if you put grass over it and then you put some flowers on the sidelines. Make sure people don't fall off the edge, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and the ball doesn't go off. Yeah, oh, that would be so bad. Uh, wh- how many nuclear reactors were on the Nimitz class? Uh, two. Two nuclear reactors. like a billion balls. And this was the first time that they used nuclear reactors... Um, on an aircraft carrier. And I'm betting that this caused probably some somewhat of a controversy. Like, people were like, oh, nu- let's not use nuclear power because that's really dangerous uh, over the sea. 
Um, but I didn't really get too into that with our research. Um, yeah. What's a class means, just so that our audience understands? Um, what's like the Nimitz class? It's like a bunch of, like, it's the same ship, but they're the diff- The Nimitz is the first of its class, and... The Nimitz, USS Nimitz, is the first of the Nimitz class. Yeah, the And then there's a bunch of uh, same, other ones. Same, same, maybe kind of like... Slightly like, different. Slightly different, like the like maybe the hole's a little bit longer, or the islands move back a little bit farther, like maybe 20 feet or so, or... But generally, the same kind of a ship. Yeah. The whole class. And then if they, if they stop the Nimitz class, then they're going to start building another class, right? Generally, like if after the Nimitz class or it's a class just means like, hey, this is a group of very similar type ships. Yeah. 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 That's what it means. Yeah. Um, so they were using two nu- nuclear reactors. Um, and then when they came out with like, for example, the USS <laughs> Enterprise and the USS Gerald R. Ford. Classes. Y- those the aren't. Enter- Enterprise, I don't think it was a class. The, but, no, it wasn't. It but, was just a separate thing. But the Gerald R. Ford, how many reactors does that have? Eight. Eight reactors. And, and the Enterprise, too. Yeah, that's four times as many. So uh, definitely a lot of power. And which one's the longest one that we know of? Inter- no, not Enterprise. I thought it was the Enterprise, but it says the Gerald R. Ford. The Gerald R. Ford is the longest one. Um, yeah, and then I'm just going to give you some of the background that recently happened. So the USS Enterprise... Um, dealt with the Taliban and Al-Qaeda in 2001, launching fighter planes and bombers to, uh, to attack. Um, to attack what? Uh, in the Middle East. Taliban and Al-Qaeda were two kind of like uh, terrorist groups that they attacked. And then after September 11th, 2001, when we had terrorist attacks in uh, America, no, in here, they um, bombed the Twin Towers in New York City. Yeah, hijacked. Well, they hijacked the planes, right? Who? The, the planes that were trying to rescue? No, just, just general commercial airplanes, and then they drove them into the Twin Towers in New York City. Okay? Mm-hmm. So then, um, after that happened, the military started training for smaller batter, battles. And what this really reminded me of was, like, Delta Force. You know how Delta Force doesn't train for a big war? They train for really small and precise battles where they can just fight for a short amount of time or do exactly they what they need, need to do. They don't like, need like, intense big missiles or like, right. like, like really good like accurate shooters or yeah. like... Or they don't necessarily need a, lo- a lot of people either, right? Yeah, they can just sneak in at night and then bring someone out, like the hostages. Right, so that's where, um, that's when the military started training for smaller battles. Um, and you can see that even now they're upgrading all, all types of systems so that they can sometimes only send a couple ships or... Um, like or, or, or a drone, for example. That's a really good example. You don't need any people. You can um, remotely control a drone and attack someone or drop a bomb or something like that, yeah, right? and then the drone can fly away. Um, and then in 2004, um, the aircraft carriers also helped with uh, humanitarian efforts. Um, for example, there was... 
uh, in Sumatra, Indonesia, there was a tsunami in 2004. And so we supplied them with, uh, you know, basic and necessary supplies, transport vehicles, and then people to help out, basically. They, like, they, like, help with the tsunami. They, like, bring everybody on board. Brought. Brought everybody on board. I don't know if they brought them on board, but they definitely brought you know, vehicles here, let's help dig people out or let's feed people, um, give them like medical supplies and things like that. And where can we help like rebuild? Um, yeah. (laughs) Now we're going to talk about us versus other countries, kind of like a comparison. One of Kai's favorite things to do compare sizes, right? Size comparison, animals, planes, ships, and bombers, and like bombs and everything. So, currently, how many aircraft carriers are active in the world? Do you know that? Um, uh, Take a guess. 42? Very close. 44. Oh! Oh. (laughs) So I was two numbers off. Two off, yeah. So, name me, this is your next quiz, name me the countries with aircraft carriers. Um, Italy, Thailand, Russia, China, China, France. Did I already say Italy? You did. America. Uh huh. And no, not Japan. Two more. Um. Um. UK. UK, right? Uh, it's got a slopey ship. India. India, yay! There we go. That was really good. Yeah. So that was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nations that have aircraft carriers. Including um, the U.S.? Including the U.S., yeah. Okay. Um, they all have different names. So the, the U.S. has USS. And then HMS. And then... There H- are other prefixes. Then, prefixes. So HMS is for what country? Um, like UK. The UK. And what's it stand for? Her Majesty's ship. Her Majesty's or His Majesty's ship. Right. And then what's the other one that we know? CHMS. CHMS. And what country is that for? Um, Thailand. Thailand. And uh, these are the official prefixes. Um, Other countries have like non-official ones. So that means that their navy or their military doesn't doesn't necessarily use them. They don't use them. Um, But other people might use them yeah. uh, but basically for example russia might just name their ship a certain name and then what, that would be it what do you mean like instead of like the uss langley they would just say langley or like like japan they ha- they just do like yamato right something. right right kind of like that um so then who are who are the countries with flat aircraft carriers meaning that they don't have that What's that called? The ski jump at the end. France. France. France has a flat one in the U.S. Yeah, and what's the French one called? Charles de Gaulle. Charles de Gaulle, yeah. And that one's pretty big, right? No, um, I don't think so. It's about... Well, I mean, compared to the U.S., it might not be big, but compared to the rest of the world, I think that one's... It's like... It's like a person... The biggest. ...is like a inch, and then it's like um, like a... Like, the one is a meter. It's like a meter or five meters for, like, little comparison. Again, did we mention that Kai likes size comparisons? Yeah. Yup. All right. Um, 
So, I want to do a size comparison podcast. <laughs> we, we can definitely think okay. about that. Um, so then what that means is that U.S. and France, theirs are long enough. Those to, are? Yeah, the U.S. and the French uh, aircraft carriers are long enough to do to allow for what with flight? Um, for catapult and no ski jump. No ski jump, right? So they're long enough to have a catapult to pull a plane into the air or pull a plane quick enough to get a t- enough, top, uh, enough speed to be able to fly by itself. Yeah. Um, but then all other aircraft carriers in the world require what? Um, the ski jump. The ski jump to aid the takeoff, right. How about Cato um, Bar? Cato bar, yeah. So we'll talk about that. So that's basically there's two systems: the Cato bar and the Stow bar. Cato bar, um, thanks, Kai, is the catapult assisted takeoff, but arrested recovery, and that's Cato bar. And arrested recovery, what's that mean? Um, it's when a plane's landing. You can watch a video on this. It's it's like a it's like a rope that when a plane has a like an just say an F eighteen has a like a mm-hmm. cloak on its back on the back of its like on the back of like the, its engines or something. Uh-huh. One hook and then it tries to grab a wire to slow it down. When it's it, landing, right? Yeah. To like or its wheels catch it. Or so it could be going pretty fast and still be able to stop. Yeah. Because this arrestor With, within wire within like forty meters, forty, fifty meters maybe. Okay. Um, good. And then the other system, what we're talking about, kind of the rest of the world has, aside from France and the U.S., they have Stobar. So this is short takeoff, but arrested recovery. So still, they have that arrestor wire, but the short takeoff means that they need that ski jump to really uh-huh. get the plane into the air. Um, and then who are the only nations with um, nuclear power? Um... Uh- uh, Do you remember? Um, 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 nucle- no, U.S. U.S. definitely has it. And French. And the French, that's right. Yeah. Um. So everybody... It's, it's, it's like the same. They have both flood tags and both nuclear. Yeah. Yeah, probably... I wonder if they have a very similar system. But how, if they have nuclear power, again, a little scary that there's like nuclear power over the ocean or anywhere near the environment, but... What's good about it is how long can they go without refueling the aircraft carrier? 25 years. 25 years. It's crazy. They could just be going around for 25 years. (laughs) Cruise around. Yeah. All right. um, And then how many aircraft carriers? So just looking at um, the U.S., how many aircraft carriers do they have? Um, 19. 19. And... What how this works out is U.S. kind of only says, "Hey, we have eleven that count as aircraft carriers," but then there's eight more that are big enough that in any other country they would easily be an aircraft carrier. But the U.S. says, "Ah, they're not big enough." So if we include them, that would in, that would be about nineteen aircraft carriers. Yeah. And on top of that, they've ordered ten more that are like on their way. On the way, yeah, in the works of being built, not. 10 at one time, I feel like maybe one at a time. Yeah, um, just like the Nimitz class, they just built, like, remember the system, they, like, it took, like, 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 a really, like, like, three, 
three years to build it, so they, they put, like, electricians. It wasn't, like, making turns, and, like, they would just, like, work around it once or yeah. do something. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, so three years uh, to build a boat, but I wonder if to build an aircraft carrier, but I wonder how long it takes to build the bigger ones. Yeah, but I don't think the those ones, the 10, are building right now. I feel like they're, like... Like they're they're like still planning it out. It's very like, possible. Yeah. Like they're still making the blueprints and looking at the blueprints and doing that stuff. Yeah, and then again we said that the Gerald R. Ford is our current currently the biggest aircraft carrier that we have. A lot of our ships come from what class? Um, Nimitz. Nimitz. A lot of them are from the Nimitz class. How about the Kitty Hawk? The what? Kitty Hawk class. Is that a class? Yeah. I didn't know that was a class. So I feel like that's a like another one of those aircraft carriers, and the the the. Because I know the Kitty Hawk is definitely a plane, or it was a plane. That was what? Amelia Earhart's plane, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, Kitty Hawk. That's what it's called. But this one is the Kitty Hawk class, and it's a aircraft carrier. Mm. And there's also the four stall. It can. It's like a really long one. Not not the longest, but a really long one. I can't back up any of this information, but what I can tell you is that Kai has uh, a done a lot more research on aircraft carriers and Navy things alike than I will ever have researched. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That um, can never catch up. Maybe never. But... All right, so we're going to talk about how um, basically the inner workings of the aircraft carrier. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people call it a city at sea because it is kind of like its own little like, city, right? Yeah, just floating around. Yeah, all right, so how many people are necessary to keep, hold on, don't tell me the number yet, to keep a ship fully functional? And I'm talking about like the big American ships. 6,000. 6,000 people. That's crazy, and how how long do they um, could a aircraft could an aircraft carrier stay deployed up to mean, how long? Like the people in it. The people would have to stay in the ship, and the sh the aircraft carrier would maybe be moving around in the ocean for how long? Um, one year. Up to a year. Yeah, with the same people inside. Um, some of the people on it include like captains, officers, and then we have um, enlisted personnel and then other people like cooks, um, supply people, which I think aren't necessarily military Dentists. people. All right, we'll get to that. They're not necessarily military people, but they're like civilians. Um, they, That's... They, they like help the people or mm -hmm. like anybody hurt yeah. So then, what Kai's saying is dentists, and they definitely have dentists. Who are what are some other services that they have or places they have on the Barber aircraft? Barber shops. Yes. Lounges. Yes. Stores. Yep. Dentists, doctors. Mm hmm. Um, and gyms. And gyms. And what if you have some dirty clothes? Laundromats. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's really cool is they actually have a water distillery on board that kind of serves two purposes basically they can take up seawater and then distill it which means they clean it out of salt water yeah they get all the salt out um any and basically only take water from that 
Um, and they do that by taking the excess heat from the nuclear reactors. What do you mean? So the nuclear reactors give off a lot of heat. Mm -hmm. And if they run water close to that, mm -hmm. then the water will heat up in the steam. And then the steam will actually um, vaporize. Well, it's already vaporized. But then it, that's how they distill water. And it takes out all of the um, impurities. Anything that's like dirty or the salt. The, like the maybe like little plankton. Yeah, yeah, sure. It'll it, it definitely it takes out anything that's like living in it as well, mm -hmm. right? Or sand. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then, how do enlisted personnel like? What are their sleeping situations like? Um, in a in a tiny room with like sometimes more than a hundred people. And then, what are their beds Bunk like? Beds like. One bed, two beds, three beds, like three beds, three stacked beds, bunk beds. Yeah, they're stacked. And we saw stacked beds on the USS New Jersey, New Jersey when we visited but, that. But that's not a, that's not, that's a battleship. That's, that's a battleship, that. not an aircraft carrier. Correct. Um, so definitely some tight quarters um, for enlisted personnel. How long can they go without seeing daylight? Um, like weeks. Weeks at a time without seeing any daylight. Do you think you'd be able to handle that, Kai? Yeah. You think so? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, I feel like I might go crazy if I didn't see daylight for two weeks. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you're, maybe you're, maybe you can be an enlisted personnel on an aircraft carrier. Uh, I'm not that good of a person, but I'm, I'm good at not seeing daylight for like. You can manage. Yeah, I can. Well, maybe you're not good enough to be on an aircraft carrier but yet. But I'm good enough to the, do the hand signals things. Oh, man. Kai really does love the hand sig signals on the we can, flight deck. We can add that to this pod. To the we can talk a bit about like, it. Like three, maybe like three, three, we can do a three podcast. <laughs> Kai wants to talk about this forever and or ever like a billion. and ever. All right. So um, how, how does the mail thing work? Because um, if you're living on there for like a year, you're going to get mail at some point. Or you might ship things to yourself. How do you get packages? Um, you can... They use the C2 Greyhounds. What, what's a C2 Greyhound? It's a... It's the... The, the cargo... A cargo plane. Mm-hmm. And then... It can tra transport VIP... VIP. VIP. Um, what else does it... What's it primarily used for? Um, VIP. Uh, cargo... Spare parts. Spare parts, yeah. Um, and then press, which is like news people um, or like photographers. And then um, just other people as well. But that's pretty much what the C2 Greyhound does. But when it, I guess, almost like when it has free time or when it's not doing other important things, it can pick up mail. Yeah. Um, and how it works is each aircraft carrier, as of 2014, has its own zip code. So you can send something five right... Five digits. Five digit zip code. You can send something right to an aircraft carrier. It's like... Like, one, two, six, five, zero. Right, that would be five digits. And so that is... It takes 10 days to ship anything from anywhere to any aircraft carrier. Why? Because what they do is, remember we saw that video 
uh, and we'll recommend this video. It's really cool. If you guys are interested in this podcast, um, we'll, we'll say it right now. There's a, a YouTube channel called Wendover Productions. We'll talk about it more in like the end part like that. Sure. So Wendover Productions, and they have this video. It's called Cities at Sea, How Aircraft Carriers Work. And Kai, how many times have you watched that video? Like maybe five, six, seven. And I've seen it with Kai at least twice. Yeah. Right? Pretty, it's a really cool video. Um, and they'll give you a lot more information than we did probably. Yeah. But anyway, they um, basically, how they explain it is that each aircraft ca- carrier has its own zip code. And anytime it's going to get mail, the mail is routed to a port close to a country and a port close to where the aircraft carrier is. Mm -hmm. And then they'll either send the C2 Greyhound or a supply ship to pick up the mail. Yeah. Right? Because there's stops and an airport. Yeah. So they can go. So they could send the the plane or the, the ship. Yeah. Very cool stuff. All right, everybody, that was our show for today, our Mm -hmm. podcast, um, Aircraft Carriers Part 1. So what that means is we will be doing a Part 2. Or maybe a Part 3. Well, I don't know about that, but I definitely know a Part 2 is going to come up. And I can tell you what's going to come up in Part 2. We're going to talk about plane launching, all the strategy required for launching a plane from a ship, um, about the island and the bridge. Mm-hmm. How about all the types of planes? Like, we can get really into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also the, maybe, like, the, um, the ships and stuff. Yeah, yep. That's going to come up in the strike group. Mm-hmm. The strike group. Right um, so, island and bridge are probably not words that you think that they and are. helicopters. Sure. And then we will get into combat and war games, which probably is going to be your favorite one, Kai. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, thanks for listening today. Uh, feel free to send us uh, an email with any thoughts, questions, or recommendations for an upcoming podcast. Our email is unschoolingwithkai, that's K-A-I, at gmail.com. And thanks for listening. Bye. See you guys. See you guys. Bye.